What's up, y'all? This is Rash in the Morning, and I'm about to hereby challenge the whole Dreamville roster to a rap battle. Yeah, that's how bad the Pro Bowl was, pretty much. But anyway, this is Rash in the Morning, and as you can guess, there is a coffee next to me. So what do I cover first? The horrible Pro Bowl or Anthony Davis announcing his trade to the Lakers? You, yeah, 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 y'all tell me. I'm trying to get this out the way. Let's just talk about the Pro Bowl. So... To give you a summary of how the Pro Bowl was, uh, Alvin Kamara was playing defensive end, and Saquon Barkley was playing linebacker. Um, yeah, that's pretty much that's it for you. Nah, but um, it's the NFL Pro Bowl is a major problem, and I'm not just gonna say it. I'm gonna, you know, give reasons why. First off, no one wants to play 100%. Completely understandably, they really shouldn't have to. Uh, go through a the equivalent of a car collision every time they step on the field and every time the ball is snapped. So if the NFL players don't want to go 100%, I think they have the right not to. Which brings us to our next point. You can't have football without... it's It, it, just, it just doesn't work. Like, back in like, 04 when he had Peyton Manning and Brett Favre and Amon Green and all those guys... It was lit. It was competition, but now the way the rules are set up and all that, you can't do that anymore. It's just not. It's it's just a dead game. It's a dead game. Sorry. Now, what can they do to improve the Pro Bowl? Scrap the game entirely. Just cancel the game. Cancel. The, hold on. Hold on. Let me finish. Cancel the game and add like double the amount of challenges you might as well do skill challenges for every position listen i'm gonna give i'm gonna give y'all the blueprint listen y'all see how they had the throwing challenges in the pass and the catching challenges for the receivers for the running backs have like a have like a, a blocking challenge with like a guard and a fullback because you know they got to do something at the pro bowl do a challenge with the guard and a fullback and a running back versus like two linebackers and a safety like a like a blocking challenge like can you give it like i'm okay if you play madden 2006 and you do the training camp challenges you'll pretty much know exactly what i'm talking about or madden 07 you'll know exactly what i'm talking about if you played those you can do specific challenges for each position but to have a game it just won't work it just will not work it just double the scale challenges for each position and just make it fun that's the whole point of the Pro Bowl, right? To have fun and not uh, possibly kill yourself every time the ball snapped. You know, it, you know, it's something. It's a step in the right direction, I would say. Other than that, I think I've talked myself to death enough about the Rams and the Patriots. So let's talk about something else. What is new? Nothing new for me. Uh, I think there's Kingdom Hearts come out today. Yeah, I think it does. That game that came out like 15 years later but that's none of my business uh quick synopsis speaking of so kingdom hearts released in 2002 and the second one came out in, in 2005 so around 2005 is the last time i gave a fuck about kingdom hearts i mean hey if you if that's your game hey do your thing bro whatever ain't my problem just have fun that's all I care about. Just have fun with your damn game. But that is some resiliency. I mean, to wait nearly 
12 years for a new game, but God forbid PlayStation Network goes down for an hour. Uh, people will be on Twitter going crazy, but you know what? Let, let me shut up because I'm just a hater and I don't know what I'm talking about. Let me just chill. Let's move on. Now, a real game, Mortal Kombat 11, was announced. It, well, it was already announced, but it had a gameplay reveal and it was godly. As let me give you a little background, I'm I consider myself a Mortal Kombat veteran. I am a casual tryhard of fighting games, which basically means I'm not a tournament level player. Like I'm not that nice, but I'll beat the shit out of you. So that's pretty. That pretty much what it means. So if you want smoke, it's always available. Anyway, I thought the reveal was really cool. Uh, I took an in-depth look at the gameplay changes, and for the most part, I'd say I agree with them, because you gotta try and keep it refreshed. Um, some things I noticed. The meter bar is not based on attacks or anything like that, it's strictly based on timing, so it's basically a cooldown before you can use them again. Which is a little odd to me, but they did switch the bars, because in Mortal Kombat 10, it's three bars of super. Of you know meter now it's two bars of basically offense and two bars of defense and if you know anything about rash I am a defensive savant so if it's anything defensive I probably know how to do it so I thought that was interesting the x-ray <sighs> first of all they're not called x-rays anymore they're called fatal blows and let me just get this out the way if you use x-rays in Mortal Kombat 10 and don't actually use your bar for anything else, you are a, you know, I ain't even gonna get that disrespectful one here. All I'm saying is learn how to play the game because you're playing like a bitch. Yeah, I said it. All right. Anyway, uh, I don't necessarily have a problem with it, but I definitely have mixed feelings toward that fatal blow. Now the catch to it is you can only use it once per match, so that means probably out of two rounds, you can only use it once, which sounds fine, but at the same time, if I'm in a final round with somebody and it's down to the wire and they just do that to me real quick, I'm going to be pissed off. I know I am. I'm not even going to, I'm not going to beat around it, but I'm going to be pissed. And they need to make it like Injustice 2 with a three fight ranked match. Because in Mortal Kombat 10, it's still set to 1. So if you win one match, <coughs> if you spam one match and then leave before the other person can beat your ass, that's not cool. So I would say make it three matches so people can't run. Because that is one thing I love about 2D fighting games. You can run for me in Xenoverse. That's, I mean, that's cool. Between the net code and flying around for 20 minutes. That's cool can't run from me in 2d you got i'm dishing these hands out and you got to take it or dish it back out straight up um i like the characters they showed off scarlet who was a mortal kombat 9 dlc character i really like her revision of this year's character model sub-zero the god also known as bihan looks great scorpion definitely got a redone he looks great too i don't even bet i don't even like scorpion really but he looks cool as shit and my dog Raiden, they got the dark Raiden and the light Raiden. Raiden looks nuts. Uh, the guy, the new time guy, Garrus, he has, he has some interesting abilities. He reminds me of like Jax and like Bane 
from injustice. I don't mean like aesthetically. I mean like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Technically, technicalities, all that little stuff. Um, The combos are definitely different. It seems like a much more neutral game and there's not nearly as many knockups as as it would have seemed to me. It seems like everything's gonna need a bar to extend the combos, which I'm not necessarily mad at. For me, it basically seems like you gotta get in time, pick whenever, pick the time, pick the moment when you want to do your big damage combo, and then you gotta do it. You know, pressure if footsies go with it and all that. But the I, in my opinion, the main point of the game is gonna be neutral and landing your big combo when you need to. Pretty much the same. Well, Dragon Ball Fighters is a similar way too. You want to build up your bar, get your assist on, and then when it's when you got to catch, when it's time to let him rip with that five meter combo, you got to let it rip. So if you got to get hit with a Kamehameha, a Super Masenko, and then a double Ultimate Kamehameha, that's your ass. That's it. That's it, my friend. Been watching a lot of Mortal Kombat 11 gameplay. It looks really fun. I'm really excited to play it. Me personally, I've been playing a lot of Dragon Ball Fighters recently. I just be I don't know I just I've just had the urge to shoot hands as of late and I've just been going hard. And I am the number one casual tryhard in New Jersey. So test me, nigga. What's good? Yeah, I'm the best casual tryhard. Casual, casual tryhard. Let me fit that in. Now let's see. Where can I fit in a deflated Tom Brady joke? Uh. Another fighting game coming out soon is Jump Force, and as the well, I, I thought it was supposed to come out on the 26th, but it actually comes out February 15th. And until that time, they have been releasing characters back to back. I think most recently we saw, most recently we saw Trunks, Cell, and oh, Kakashi, and Boruto. Now, all those are great. I think those are great additions, except for Boruto. Look, all right, let me, you know what, fuck it. We're going to call this the anime section of this. So, I'm just letting you know now, this is going to be the anime section. So, actually, I watched Boruto, the series, and to be honest, I I mean, I'm probably way behind where it actually is right now, but I don't, I don't, I just don't bang with Boruto. I just don't really like him. It's kind of a bitch. I'm just like it's kind of a punk because it's like okay you look at Naruto totally relatable you know what I'm saying no one fucks with him or maybe I'm just a loser and no one fucks with me maybe I, that's why I resonate with him but hey not the point here anyway so he has you know the nine tails in him all that good stuff no one fucks with him but then he ends up being a hero and gets all the clout and everybody on his dick and now and now it's just at a standstill if you watch Naruto, you know what part I'm talking about. Where it's hated on, then he beats pain, and then now this now the city love him, but they ain't love him back then. And then it's just like, uh, it's uh, it, it gets really old. You know what else gets really old? Over explosions and fighting scenes with no story or character development, or lack of character development and story. Huh? What? I didn't say anything about Dragon Ball Z. What are you talking about? Oh, shit. Anyway, if you ask me personally... Boruto is just like a snotty punk kid and like I just I can't escape that like he just can't escape that narrative for me he's just like 
he just complains, he has mad powers, and he just be complaining, niggas be trying to save the, niggas be trying to keep the world in check, he like, bro, you don't spend no time with me, it's like, bruh, do you realize half the shit Naruto does for you as the Hokage in the city, like, that nigga really be looking out for you, and I'm like, a grateful person, feel me, my pops look out for me, he really do, so me, looking at this naughty-nosed brat, I'm like, fuck you, what? I don't, this kid is a punk. And then you're going to put him in Jump Force. As a character, he's okay. I mean, he has a bunch of a bunch of moves that he was probably born with that he probably didn't have to work that hard for. And even if he did work hard, he, he got the ninja tool so he can just shoot mad bullshit out of his hand that he didn't train to do anything for. And that's how I feel about Boruto. Boruto is the equivalent of white privilege. <laughs> Fuck it. Fuck it. I said it. Boruto is the equivalent of white privilege. Rash said it first. Fuck out of here. Okay. <laughs> Alright. Anyway. <laughs> too spicy. Too spicy. Uh, this is the most recent report. As of yesterday, Anthony Davis has requested a trade from the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, What do I have to say about this? If, you're, if the mascot of your team goes a big ass bird <laughs> with a bird in his mouth nah that's not a real reason real reason is uh poor management and the attendance is kind of trash and they're just not a real contender they're pretty much the packers in the nfl it's like how why would a free agent go to new Orleans? well no new orleans are probably better than green bay i'll give them that i could go i'd rather eat some gumbo than some cheese and the weather's probably not ridiculously severe <laughs> I seem to ramble a lot in these podcasts look the point is uh rash hot take the Clippers are gonna get Anthony Davis I said what I said I said what I said the Clippers are gonna get Anthony Davis but let's just play white devil's advocate for a second so what if the Lakers trade actually I think the report just came out they offered Josh Hart Brandon Ingram Kyle Kuzma, Lance Stevenson, is that? And two first-round picks, like two, like one, the one next year, and then the one the year after that, because you can't trade first-round picks back to back. You have to skip a year. So, Anthony Davis and LeBron James are going to go on to beat. Oh, excuse me, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Lonzo Ball are going to go in the playoffs and beat the Warriors. Right? That 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 must be what it means, right? No? Wait, no. They're still gonna get washed? What what? Uh it's not gonna help them much. The Lakers are in a very peculiar position because they're realistically the only team that can trade for Anthony Davis. And they're the only team that seriously wants Anthony Davis. But even if they gain it Anthony Davis, they're gonna lose four one in the second round of the NBA playoffs to the Golden State Warriors. I'm just going to cut this short. I think you wait till the offseason. Because if you trade him now, you're screwed. At the very least, the Lakers, without Anthony Davis, will probably make the playoffs while the Pelicans don't. And probably lose in the second round. As long as they avoid the Warriors, they'll lose in the second round. Maybe third. 
but you ain't hearing from me. You going to the Clippers, and so is Kawhi. You heard it here first. This is rational goddamn morning, and I need another coffee, damn it. If you haven't already, you can pick up Reign of the Fallen, my second release, my newest book that I released on January 26th. To make it nice and simple for you, just think of it as like secret agents for like a bad guy group just doing bad guy stuff. But you know, contextually, it's a lot deeper than that and it's mad cool stuff, mad relatable stuff, fighting, shit talking, all that good stuff. You know, I try to keep it simple sometimes, but you know, I tend to ramble. Anyway, this is Rash in the Morning. If you somehow find yourself coming back next week, give yourself a round of applause because I'm damn sure not. Anyway, have a great day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. It is another episode of Rash in the Morning and another disappointing loss by the Lakers. Which one do you think is going to happen again first? You know, I'm, I'm going to just go right into this since we're in it. So they lose by 40 to the Indiana Pacers. Mind you, to Victor Oladipo-less Indiana Pacers. But it's okay, it's fine. They beat the Celtics in overtime. Or was it a last second? No, I think that was a last second shot in regulation. Woo, they won by a point against the Celtics. Are none of us going to pay attention to the disarray the Celtics are in? No? Okay, alright. Okay, so they won a game or two. Woo-woo. And now, last night, um, they lose to the Atlanta Hawks. Now, this is all in the midst of All-Star Weekend, right on the horizon. They probably got another one or two games before they enter it. And coming out of that All-Star break, they'll have about 25 games left. So, so now, now that the trade deadline is watered under the bridge... Now, we can get straight and forward about this. I'm saying the first, Lakers didn't go to the fucking playoffs. That's my prediction. That's how I feel. That's what I think. Right now, I think they're in ninth place or 10th place. They are 29. No, they're 28 and 29. Meaning they have one more loss than they do wins. And, to be fair, the Clippers are probably going to drop. They can't get a higher place than the Sacramento Kings? Really? Seriously? The Utah Jazz? Now, calm down. I know what you're about to say. LeBron was out for 20 games. Da-da-da-da-da. They need to fire the coach. Blah, 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 blah. Whatever. Alright, so let's fire let's fire Luke Walton. Where's his great coach that's just gonna scheme together the perfect game plan for LeBron and company? Oh, word. That's what I thought. Because the only guy the only really, really out the let me put it this way. The coaches that stand out the most game play calling wise are Brad Stevens and Greg Popovich and Steve Kerr of course he just doesn't have a bunch of superstars even though he does but he still calls very good plays 
And, you know, I'd even put Billy Donovan there, despite all the flack he gets. I would put Billy Donovan as one of the great coaches that we have in today's game. So, how, so here's, here's a theory, LA fans, and fake LA fans, because I know y'all out there. Yeah, I'm, I'm shooting today. I'm shooting. Let's fire the coach. Let's go get some random coach off the street that's going to magically fix everything. Because y'all the same niggas that told me Matt LaFleur is going to magically fix the Packers problem. So, I guess this is just supposed to work, right? And so, the Lakers are, they have to get to the seventh seed. Because they're not getting any better than that. Or miss the playoffs. So, you're going to miss it. So, you could miss the playoffs with LeBron and waste a year. Or you can get to the first round of playoffs and waste even more LeBron's career by making him play an extra four to five playoff games. Because they're, they're going to go down pretty quickly. Hypothetically, they would have to play the Warriors first round or the Nuggets. Maybe they can beat the Nuggets, but the Nuggets might not always be in second place because you know who's right there in third? The OKC Thunder. Yeah, my Thunder. Say what you want. But Paul George just had 47 on James Harden, who y'all swear is the MVP. So I'm not trying to hear that shit, to be honest with you. They can't beat the Thunder. Not in seven-game series. No, they can't. You can't tell me otherwise. They're way too inconsistent. Way too inconsistent. Y'all love throwing that that word around Russell Westbrook, but um, I don't know. Ten straight triple doubles. Yeah, that's got to be some level of consistency. Paul George dropping thirty to forty for the last ten games. Pretty consistent. I don't know. Stephen at role players like Stephen Adams and Jeremy Grant playing great on defense. Seems to be consistent. Kyrie getting hurt seems to be consistent. And you know, I saw interesting I saw an interesting stat that the Celtics have a better record without Kyrie than they do with him. And this brings me to my next theory. This is one of Rash's predictions. Celtics will not keep Kyrie Irving. Or they will tr- sign and trade him. You know, do like a sign-in trade like to deal with uh, Chris Paul. Reason being is because, first of all, you got to remember what GM you're dealing with Danny Ainge. He's a savage. He does not care. He will trade He will trade his best player who just dropped 50 points in a playoff game after the tragic passing of their sister. But, you know, that's, that's neither here nor there. That's none of my business, right? <laughs> it's business, right? None of my... Okay, anyway... He's going to trade Kyrie or let him go. I just want i want you to close your eyes. I want you to think to yourself in your mind. What do the Celtics look like without Kyrie Irving? Are you minus one great ISO player? Yes. Okay. I'm not trying to take none away from Kyrie. He is an excellent player. Great player who also doesn't play 82 games. I, I, I think that's fair to say. I'm not I'm not slandering him. That's just straight fact. Now, before you get your panties in the munch and cry that people like Stephen Curry don't play all 82 games, I think you know damn well who impacts the game more. 
I don't want to lose the point. The point I'm saying is, I think Boston. I think the best move for Boston is to trade Kyrie. They obviously can't do it now because the trade deadline's over. Let Kyrie go. Go re-sign Terry Rozier. Go get you. I think they can win without him and with him, to be honest. And not to take, he is a dynamic player. But what's better than a dynamic player? No, it's not LeBron James before you answer. It's a great coach. So, the reason why I think they're having struggles is because there's a system, but then there's a star. And the star, kind of, you have to respect the star's ability, so you have to kind of give him priority over the system, even though the system might be extremely well. Because the only thing people say is when Kyrie is healthy is that this team is in disarray. Everyone doesn't know what their role is. And the guy they paid, I don't know how much, they paid Gordon Hayward a lot of money and he looks like a shell of himself. First off, I'd look like a shell of myself too if I was only able to take five shots compared to 20. Just saying. I don't know. I don't think I'll be able to drop 25 if I take five shots. You know, if you do a little, a little math in your head, that's damn near impossible. So that's one. Two, they have a good squad. If you take away Kyrie Irving, they have a legit squad. A legit enough squad to get to Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals against LeBron. You know, never mind. Could people forget that. Never mind. So they played Philly last night and came away with a win despite not having Kyrie Irving. Uh, there was a late call that wasn't called. From that was on Joel Embiid at the end of the game, and at this point, missed calls are just a part of the game. It's like, what, 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 am, what are we supposed to do? Missed a call, game's over, whatever. Let's not look at the fact that um, our some of our players didn't shoot their best, but no, it was all because of the foul call. But you know, just a hater. What do I know? I think the same thing can be said about Philly that they're also very good and they definitely. Boosted up their team acquiring Tobias Harris via trade, who they plan on re-signing. Problem is, I think the problem comes back to Brett Brown every time. I said this in the playoff series last year. He was out-coached, out-schemed in every way by Brad Stevens. If that's a continuous problem, you have to make a change somewhere. It happened last night, and it's going to keep happening. Can't, he can't out-coach Brad Stevens. I don't think it's necessarily holding Philly back as a team. But at the same time, they should make a change because this one thing could come back to really haunt them. The fact that they get out-coached in dire situations like this in the playoffs. And, you know, that leaves us with, I'm going to go back to my Thunder for a second. So the Thunder were in the playoffs right now. They'll be playing the sixth seed, which is the uh, Jazz. You know, low-key, I don't want to see the Jazz again in the first round. I just have bad vibes. I would love to play somebody else in the first round. I feel like they need a first round. Not an easy first round, because if you make the playoffs, it's not easy. If you're a playoff team, it's not just easy to beat them. But I have a bad feeling about playing the Jazz in the first round again. Let me be honest with you. I don't know what it is. 
not that I don't believe in Paul George and Russell Westbrook, because I definitely believe they're playing different. They're playing better, but I want to point out they're playing different than they did last year. It's not the same. The way they play the game is not the same. Uh, I think that's all I got for basketball. Did we talk about the Kristaps trade? Uh, good trade. I think both sides. Uh, if, if if you don't know anything about the Kristaps uh, Porzingis trade, all you need to know is Nick fans have another free year, couple years of being delusional. So yeah, enjoy that. Uh, I think that's all about all I got today. Uh, I still play video games. Uh, Videl and Jiren for Dragon Ball Fighters came out this past week. Uh, I've been using them a lot, actually, because I am the casual tryhard of fighting games. I'm a beast. And I will face any casual tryhard who won't fucking smoke. You know, let me calm down. Uh, I've been practicing a lot of different characters. I uh, went back to Android 17. I think Android 17 is low tier for a reason, but... He can, but it can be fixed. They've fixed a lot of characters over the patches. So he's not destined to be at the bottom tier for long. And I bet you they'll fix him in the next patch. But I think the mix-ups are really good. No, I, f I fuck with 17 as a character. The, the Ranger one, let me be specific. I think Ranger 17 is, re is a really dope character. And definitely has some cool stuff to him. Videl, Videl is... I like Videl because, well, that was my, like, original troll character in Dragon Ball Xenoverse. Then I got really good with her. She has really good moves, which translates to Dragon Ball Fighters. They gave her a really dope skill set. If I had to give a first impression, she's, like, a quicker, like, a quicker, more mix-up-y 17. A little more complicated to deal with and a little faster. Uh, Jaren, Jaren is an absolute goddamn powerhouse, but he is a counter artist, which I can appreciate. He's a lot of counter moves, he's very Vegito-ish. You know, with certain mechanisms and maneuvers he has. Uh, I've not been playing Kingdom Hearts 3 because, uh, I stopped liking Disney movies when I was 7, but, you know, that's not, that's none of my business. I've been playing a lot of uh, Monster Hunter World. I think uh, I right now at this point I have a lot of hours in Monster Hunter World. I uh, didn't think I would enjoy the game like I do, but it's definitely a pretty cool game. I've been really getting getting into it. A lot of stuff I like about it. I just you know hunting monsters is pretty cool. Personally, if I okay. Comparing, I would compare this and Horizon because the hunting styles are kind of similar, but have key differences. In Horizon, there's much more of a stealth element compared to Monster Hunter, which is kind of stealth, but more so of a setup. You have much more of an arsenal in Horizon, which I like. I always like being multifaceted. I like having some type of wild card to throw out to throw you off. And not, and the environment definitely plays a role in Monster Hunter, but I definitely feel like it plays more of a role in Horizon. But still, both I think both are really fun. I have like 40 hours in Monster Hunter. I beat Horizon Zero Dawn twice on the hardest difficulties, and I have like 120 hours in them. 
So I, I think I'd say I got a pretty good, pretty good feel of both of them. Uh, Shohen Jump Force comes out this week, which I'll probably be copying. If you didn't know, it's like an anime mashup fighter. Now, with every, not every, but a lot of anime characters that from the Shohen Jump series. So, just to give you an example, there's Kakashi from Naruto. Naruto, obviously. Goku. Frieza. Uh, Luffy. Boa Hancock from One Piece. Uh... One man named Hasoka Gone Killua from from Hunter X Hunter Karapika. I probably, if I botch some of these names, you're just gonna have to deal with it. Anyway, a lot of dope characters. I the beta has been very choppy. They, I mean, let's be honest. This is a Bando Namkai game, so the sir, so you know how betas are. They're pretty much trash. So yeah, I'm a, so I'm gonna be clear. The, the beta was pretty much non-existent. I got to play it literally twice, out of like the six betas they opened, they held open. Um, when main th- when I tried to play, the main thing I tried to do, I tried to just mess with the mechanics as much as I could. I tried a bunch of different nonsense. I really just did it to see if I could break it. I just wanted to see how the combat was, cause that was my big concern for that game. If the combat is updated and just made well, this game will be fine. And the netcode. The netcode checks out this game is going to be a banger. It's literally because I like the way the combat is. I really do. It's dope. It's offensive and defensive. I really don't see much problem with it as of right now. Only thing they got to do is keep the netcode and check if the netcode runs its money. Other than that, um, not been gaming as much. Still working on, you know, my book stuff. And I'll have more information for that in a second. But for now, if you enjoyed this episode, but can't, don't want to hear me fucking ramble anymore, you can check out my book or anything else and look out for another episode of Rational Morning next week. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you later. Hey, quick interruption here. You like my podcast? You like hearing me ramble? But you kind of get tired of me hearing me ramble? See, you don't have to because podcasts aren't the only thing I do. I don't just have quick hot takes, sporadic thoughts. I write novels, which are well thought out, concise wording. And me in particular, I like to put that with a plethora of action and fighting scenes. With plenty of action and shit talking. Because what's a good fight? Without shit talking. My latest book is about the journey of Zimrachi, plunged into the dark underworld of the land of storms, facing the darkness of his brother tragically being cut down in the midst of his life. He leaves his homeland, facing the cruel world of the land of storms, as he searches for the flame for combat he once had. Alone, he walks his journey until one day the Contessa appeared offering him the opportunity of a lifetime. He was given a chance for the justice him or his family was never given. And now the ugly truth the ugly truths of the world he can uncover and regulate himself. Before Zenrachi and Katessa became sworn enemies, would they lose lose themselves dancing along the edge of sanity? In the midst of dark truths, will they find the truth about themselves? 
the secrets of a fragmented past that's now created a downpour of chaos. Reign of the Fallen is my second novel, the sequel to the first, Storm Cry, a part of a series that I call the Storm Series. The third and conclusion of it is coming soon, but you could pick up the second one and first one on Amazon and Kindle. I'm really proud of this second one. I really enjoyed writing it. I think you will too. Um, double the length of the first one. I really tried to expand upon the world and the characters that I created myself. I wouldn't cons It's definitely action-adventure and fantasy, but I consider it mythology also. Except there's no mythology. It's not based off of mythology. It's one that I created on my own. And I think it's something that will take time to uncover, but I think it'll be really interesting. So like I said, Amazon and Kindle, another option if you don't feel like hearing me talking for another 20 minutes. So why not go check it out? Until we meet again, this is Rash. I'll check you later.